0: Welcome to the Three Ball Guys Talk Marketing Podcast with Three Ball Guys, Fred Peritsky of FCP Digital, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications, and freelance writer Rodney Warner. Thank you for joining us for Three Ball Guys Talk Marketing, our special coronavirus edition, a podcast which is extremely well-rehearsed, and this is just going to be so smooth. It's it's going to be just terrific. So I'm Rodney Warner. I'm a freelance commercial writer.
1: I'm Paul Schindel, uh, Three Bears Advertising Marketing Communications, uh, full-service communications from strategy through implementation in all media.
2: Fred Peritsky, FZP Digital, full-service digital marketing Agency specializing in WordPress web design and everything digital.
0: You know, as as we record this, it is late April, and coronavirus is 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 still cooking. It's it's still kicking. Uh, we've been shut-ins for what about a month
2: now? It's about I've, it's about six or I, seven weeks. I've, seven I kind of lost
0: seven weeks. Wow, I've I've totally lost track. The numbers of unemployed are horrendous. Uh, the the economy has shrunk. But obviously, if, if you own your business, you, you've got to still do business. You've still got to keep on going one way or the other, and you still got to market. And, and we're going to talk about ways that even in this messed up coronavirus world of ours, you need to market, you know, approaches you can take. Hopefully, it'll work, and, you know, we, we can get through the other end of the tunnel. Right now, we, we got to do what we can do. So so, why don't we start with Fred? Do you have any kind of overall themes, any big ideas as far as what small businesses can do when we're in big trouble?
2: I do, Rodney. Thanks for asking me. Um, in the midst of, we're on the cusp of the uh, various states trying to open up again. This is April 30th and theoretically May 1st is a opening for certain businesses, which is still a little bit scary. And one thing that all businesses have to do is embrace digital technology. It's not new. It's been around for quite a while. And a lot of businesses have been hesitant to um, build a new or update their existing website, get involved with social media of any kind, do social media ad campaigns like Google ads or Facebook ads, but you have to do everything possible to capture your customers and clients because a lot of the experts say, and I agree with um, with those marketing experts, that business is changing for, for good. We're not going to be doing business the same way as usual. There is no, let's get back to normal. People are going to get used to, as they already have with Amazon, ordering online. I think people are going to be doing that for a long time. and The businesses that don't adopt some type of digital marketing are going to be left in the dust because... The consumer is going to expect, no matter what your business you are, if you're a restaurant, a law firm, CPA firm, a retail store of some kind, they're going to want you to be able to deliver to them. Yeah, and, and you're
1: right. You, you're completely right. Um, and whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a retail operation that is scheduling uh, pickups and deliveries of of food or of any kinds of goods and services that they sell all of that is happening through through their websites through email you know it's not happening especially even through the telephone in almost all cases so the practical part of for, for small businesses, retail businesses in particular, is digitally uh, driven. The, you know the message I would put out there overall, and this goes for marketers of all kinds. this is business to business, especially, as well as B2 C. The message is do something reach out, communicate on an ongoing basis with your clients and prospects, because if you're not out there saying, saying, Hey, we're here, we're able to help. We're welcoming your business, welcoming your contact, then you're going to just fall off of people's radar and your business is going to suffer even more than it already, already is.
2: There are also have been changes in the medical profession where telehealth which is necessary right now, will probably continue for those people that don't have a serious medical or physical condition. For instance, um, I know chiropractors and physical therapists and my own family doctor are utilizing telehealth for those people that maybe there's no reason for them to come into the office, but they have they have something. It's a, that's
1: a real challenge for the chiropractors to do that. They kind of need to do that remote voodoo manipulation of your spine.
2: Actually, that's what I thought too. But my chiropractor is doing a lot with people in terms of doing exercises with them that they could do on their own, given some help. And I also know a physical therapist whose practice is based on not so much manipulation. There's, There's little or no manipulation involved. It has all to do with exercises and physical movement. So they're embracing the telehealth, which has always existed, but I would imagine it was used in a very small way. Where now it's much more uh, used, much more by people.
1: Well, we we have um, several clients uh, who are therapists, psychotherapists, um, social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists. And they are fully engaged with um, having therapy sessions via Zoom or Facetime or other channels. Yep. And in fact, there's even an article in today's New York Times where a, a therapist mentions the um, awkwardness of and and the humor of having. Um, sessions with clients who, for example, are sort of hiding in their bathrooms so they can get a little privacy while they're speaking with <laughs> therapists, um, including amusing anecdotes like the person who, in a in a terrible mental state, kind of leans back, sitting on the on the uh, the lid of the toilet, um, and then leans back and actually accidentally flushes the toilet. And it's one of those moments where a therapist and their client can have a good laugh, and you know, and and, and we all need a good laugh in this in this current uh, scenario.
0: You know, one of the things that I think was was a message that really didn't need to be sent before, and that was you're going to be safe if you do business with us. I mean, that was never really a concern before, and now it's, it's going to be really basic, you know, to get people out of their houses or at least to do transactions, you're not gonna get hurt if you do business with us. If, if you come to our store, if you do takeout at our restaurant, it's like recently uh, my daughter and I decided to live life on the edge and do takeout from a local fast food place and the woman giving us our food, you know, we were we were in the parking lot. It was it was takeout, obviously didn't have a mask. And that really kind of rightly or wrongly kind of freaked me out. I thought about going on social media and saying, you know, I just went here. This is what happened. Maybe you should think twice before you come here. I mean, I didn't do that, but I definitely could have. And it's yeah, not that just, is, that's people are, are not just concerned about their own safety, but some of us are concerned about the people who work there and we understand yeah. that some people need to work while we're living the life, you know, working safely in our homes behind our laptops. And and we do in a way exploit these people working in the grocery stores at, at Home Depot, at McDonald's, but you know, we, we still are concerned and I think of a business doesn't only take the customers' safety seriously, but the employees' safety seriously. I think that's that's a a bad message that could really spread very easily and could be potentially very harmful to your business.
1: Yeah, that's a that that that's a place I would not be returning to very soon. It might be worth reaching out to the manager of the place because that either. Reveals an employee who's not following protocols, or a restaurant or other establishment that is really uh, operating on the edge. And if that's the case, that you don't want to uh, necessarily call people out publicly, but that might be an instance where it is called for.
2: Yeah, and you know, the, few-
0: the only the only way I could reach reach the restaurant was like this nationwide there it was a nationwide contact i thought it was i thought i would just send an email to the manager of the restaurant but going uh, online fran- that,
1: franchise
0: that, that local, was that was impossible franchise so yeah. so the only online option was with with the national organization and i got this pretty much canned response you know, we're trying the best we can. These supplies are very tight, which is very true. But you know, it's the, the end result is if if people aren't following the rules they should be following, then then that's that's not a message you want to send to the general public.
2: Yeah, and the, and the few times that I've been in stores, which is very 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 rare, I went to um, I do go to the post office every few days to my P.O. box. Last week, I went to a hardware store because I needed light bulbs, and everybody was wearing a mask. The people in there were, were following social distancing, gloves, same thing at the post office. And I'm at the point now when I see someone without a mask, without gloves, not following... The rules, it's very upsetting to me.
0: And today's, I believe it's the Times, there is a piece by a, a doctor who's also a writer in Georgia. And the theme of the article is, you know, learn from Georgia's mistake. And one of the lessons to be learned was, is unfortunately, our society has become so politically charged and separated. There's like an assumption that if your business is closed, then you're a Democrat because you, you're you more conservative with health requirements. Or if you're open, then you must be a Republican and supporting the president because here you are doing business like he, like he wants you to. And he interviewed a couple people and there was one woman, she was like, you know, I think the governor is a jerk. He's doing things all wrong, but I need to open my business because I'm desperate right now. I think when things start opening and businesses, some are open, some are closed. You know, and one of the things that the writer wrote about is, is there's literally almost like boycott lists being circulated in Georgia. You know, Republicans circulating lists of businesses that haven't opened yet and Democrats circulating lists of businesses that are open in order to somehow punish these business owners were doing whatever they have to do. You know that that might be a marketing message that has to go out there somehow. That we're not doing this for politics. We're just here to help people.
1: Well, this is you know the there's a there's a fascinating article that I will uh, share on our. Three Bald Guys uh, podcast Facebook page. This is an article that appears in the current issue of The New Yorker that talks about the nationwide network of epidemiologists who are specifically trained on how to communicate during an episode like this. And um, one of the things that that they are taught that has proven successful when applied, such as during the SARS and the H1N1, you know, viruses, um, but has not applied during this case, is that the communication should come from scientists who are experts in the field and politicians should say little, if anything, more than listen to scientists. Now, that has not happened on a national level. It hasn't happened also um, in many of the states, New York uh, being a prime example where both New York City the mayor of New York city and the governor have been f- in the forefront of communicating there on the opposite end of that extreme in uh, Washington state, the government um, and both in Washington and in the um, hot zones that uh, sprung up there, um, they were, they were very quick to turn the communication over to the scientists, the physicians, the epidemiologists who could communicate how serious this was, how to protect yourself, et cetera, and to make it not a political uh, football for the pre- precise reason that you point out, Rodney, because because anytime a politician says says something, roughly half of the of the audience is going to say, oh, we believe you 100%, and the other half is going to say, oh, that's just politicians right. talking out of, their, out of their rear end, so to speak.
2: Once things start to open up, hair salons, bowling alleys, golf courses, which are coming, places where people gather, movie theaters, baseball games, which I don't see happening. But any of those events, people are going, in general, are going to drop their guard. And we're going to see a surge in this because some people don't believe in the scientists and only believe in their politicians. But if we don't watch out for all of us, ourselves, our neighbors, our customers, our clients, then those of us that are not inf- inflicted with this or afflicted with this disease won't have customers and clients to serve or we'll have way fewer of them and i think a little bit of caution you know this will not pass like people will say but with testing and with vaccines it will go away ultimately and it won't be such a disease but i think it taught it, it taught us a, a big lesson one is to you know um, count our blessings and also how to do things differently and not just because we're all in digital marketing but it's very important to rely on things that you can get without having someone come to your door a good example is this we did a lot of renovations in our house in the last couple of months the last one was to get blinds just in one room those blinds were ready just when the stay at home order started We couldn't get it installed. The guy who has that business is opening up tomorrow. And he said, do you want me to come to your house to install it? And I said, no, my wife and I don't want strangers in our house, even non-strangers, people that we know. We do see our neighbors and we'll stay six feet or more away from them as we talk to them. How we can help, the three of us can help, is to get you to use digital marketing to contact your clients. Even if you're not able to sell something, like Paul had mentioned before, communicate with them. Put a message on your website, send um, email marketing campaigns. The selling part can be very, very simple or can be more overt, but it should be to let people know what you're having, what you offer now during this pandemic. If you're a food establishment, you'll deliver, you're set for pickup. I have a, a clothing store client who's selling gift certificates that hopefully people will redeem when they're able to come into the store as another another, uh, gimmick she has um, on Facebook and all other social media, an ugly tie contest. So if you have what you consider an ugly tie, post the picture of it on social media and then come into the store, buy a new tie at a 50% discount and give her the ugly tie, which she has an ugly tie wall. So you have to think of whatever you can do to keep your customers, keep your clients happy and get ready to do business a different way very soon.
1: I would advance that a little further rather than say, get ready to do business differently very soon. Start now, do it now. That means improving the content on your website, uh, getting some fresh content up there, whether it's blog posts or adding uh, a page or information that um, may be specific to uh, the pandemic in how you're dealing with clients during this time, but it may just be something about your core business. You are an attorney who is um, dealing with you know, residential real estate. Well, you can still buy and or sell a home and hold a closing if you are properly prepared for that. And indeed, many, many uh, people are or will probably be facing some kind of foreclosure uh, scenarios. If you're an attorney who's dealing with that, now's the time to create a blog post that talks about how to deal with foreclosures during the coronavirus uh, pandemic.
0: One of the things that I think is a familiar story for the two of you, but I think is a very effective way to talk to your customers and really make an emotional connection and and I think for marketing, that's, that's, that's like one of the home runs you want to hit. And that's that your, your customers have, a, have an emotional connection to you, that everybody's in this together. You know, you're not just a number, you're someone that we care about. And I think there was a lot of, and there still is a lot of kind of fill in the blank communications, you know, from companies saying, you know, we want you to be safe and we do all this great stuff for employees and we want you to stay inside and, and blah, blah, blah. But there was a company that, that I have a connection to, and I just got this, this really remarkable email blast. And it's from a company in Colorado that sells kind of high-end used audio equipment. And so, so this, is, this is part of what it says. And the owner of this, of this business says, 10 years ago, music saved my life. It was the tail end of the 2008 economic meltdown. The world had come crashing down on me and my family. I suffered job loss. Mounting credit card debt, foreclosure, and was paralyzed by the worry and fear that accompanies extreme financial distress, these feelings were magnified by the challenging dynamics at home where I was tasked with providing for a newborn baby, a two-year-old special needs child, and a wife struggling with depression and burnout. I mean, mm. how many business owners are going to open themselves up like this? It's almost like it's, it's drilled into your head that you need to look like Superman, you know, for, for people to trust you. But I, I, think, I think for this guy and this particular owner, just, just opening up his situation and, and just saying, you know, this is all the stuff I've been through and we're going through all this stuff together. And I got through that and we're going to get through this. And I think just I just think that's that's such such a powerful message that I think that business owners should really consider really opening themselves up to an emotional message that can really connect with
1: people. We all have personal relationships with our clients. You know, none of us uh, none of us have as clients, um, you know, Verizon or Walmart or General Motors or those companies that you were referring to that are putting out these essentially generic messages that say stay at home be nice to one another wash your hands etc we all know that we here at three uh, three bald guys talk marketing have a variety of clients and with each of them we have a personal relationship above and beyond the business relationship rodney you're absolutely right that that personal connection of what's what's your story what are you dealing with what's going on and how can we work together to get through this to get past this to to be better at what we do that kind of a message really resonates with people way more than something at either extreme like the Verizon message that says you know oh we're all t- in this together or the uh the personal message um, at the other extreme of your example, Rodney, where, where this guy is clearly going through very personal struggles that are you know, enormously challenging. There's a message out there for each of us, for each of our clients, for each company that's marketing to their customers and prospects. There's an opportunity to get out there and say, we're here for you we care about you we're in this together with you in a way that we can work on together we're here you know and again we're here for you we can help you with that kind of scenario of course the message
0: just wasn't doom and gloom then he goes on to say how he how he built this this business from scratch you know how he left his hometown he 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 moved i think from ohio to colorado and then he he's got a business which at the time had 120 employees so he's he's obviously had a fair amount of success and he also mentions the fact i mean at 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 the time you know this whole stay at stay at home thing was really kind of new and and people really kind of debating what to do he was like you know half of my employees want me to shut down because they probably have family issues or kids who aren't going to school and the other half are desperate for a paycheck and they don't want me to close down. So I think it was also an insight into what a business owner is going through. And I think it made him that much more, you know, sympathetic that he's, he's not just a robotic money-making machine.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that points out one of the fundamental things that all of our, all of us are, are dealing with in this scenario. And that is Fear we have an in this in as you described it half of this guy's employees have a uh, fear of catching the virus and uh, a need to stay home and deal with, um, with their families who are also in fear of, of the virus. And another half of his employees who are in fear because their financial scenario is precarious and they need that paycheck. And so they're balancing the fear of financial uh, challenges against the fear of catching this virus. This concept of Of fear is something that really pertains across many, many um, communication challenges. And if we can somehow acknowledge that fear and address it in a way that um, makes people feel less anxious and more capable, then we're putting out messages that are positive for our clients and their businesses and that help. Make the world maybe just a little bit better.
0: So, what's your what's your coronavirus marketing takeaway, uh, Fred?
2: My takeaway is it's time to get ready to do business differently, and and whatever that means to different people. But so much can be done electronically and uh, with technology. So, digital marketing is the takeaway.
1: How about you, Paul? My message is communicate now and often with your clients and prospects keep in touch with them let them know that you are there for them let them know what you're up to reinforce the relationships that you have uh because that's where your business really exists rodney you have
0: to communicate and i think one of those oddly enough things things we took so so for granted like safety you know it's something you need to talk about you should also think about a more emotional approach, a more personal approach, like, like that business owner that, that I spoke about, you know, really try to connect with your, your suppliers, your, your customers, everybody on a more personal human level. And I I think that's, that's really something that, that could, could really be, you know, effective, you know, effectiveness in marketing, when the economy is doing great, if your marketing isn't so hot, you could probably get away with it. And now the economy is really doing pretty pretty bad, at least hopefully only temporarily. So you've got to really up your game when it comes to marketing, if you want to get through this,
2: you know, 100%.
0: You know, when, when we started this podcast, I don't think any of us ever dreamed of the economy being like this, of us no. being in this situation. And that, you know, marketing and communications approaches would be so drastically changed because of this really kind of bizarro world that we're that we're living in. Going forward, we will be talking about maybe more some more specific issues and more specific things that you can do because this coronavirus marketing madness is is not going to be going away anytime soon. No. And hopefully we won't be going away anytime soon either. So to wrap this up, I'm Rodney Warner. I'm a freelance commercial writer, and you could use my new email, which is Rodney at net.
2: And you should talk about your new website.
0: Which is RodneyWarner.net, which is unfortunately still in the construction phase, but it's just so amazingly going to be awesome. It'll just blow your socks off, hopefully just your socks.
2: Good job with that, Rodney. And I'm Fred Peritsky, FZP Digital, full-service digital marketing agency located in Richboro and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can reach us at fred at fzpdigital.com and visit our website, fcpdigital.com.
1: And signing off, this is Paul uh, Schindel, Three Bears Advertising, Marketing, Communications, serving uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. Delaware. We are virtual. We are remote. We are where you are. We'll look forward to seeing you later on. And um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Thank you for uh, everyone for listening and please stay tuned for the next episode.
1: And stay safe.
0: And stay safe. And wash your hands. hands. Keep your hands to yourself. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us at the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast. Please join us again next time. And check out our website at three, the number three, baldguyspodcast.com. Until next time... May the good marketing be yours.